Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello, and welcome to the brand new season of the Secrets of Confident Women podcast for 2022. I'm Anastasia Adams. (laughs) I know, it's so excited. (laughs) Together with my business partner, Jodie, that was Jodie, we run Rise Women, a business dedicated to helping all women increase their confidence. We're so happy to have you with us for what is actually our third season of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, what an incredible season we've got in store for you. We have so many amazing interviews lined up and some really, really great topics that Jodie and I will be discussing together. Uh, so Jody, welcome back. We've Thank had a wonderful you. summer break here in Australia, but we're so happy to be back working together in 2022. I know, it's exciting to be back. And as most people know, we did have a bit of a lengthy lockdown period in 2021, which meant that we weren't able to work together as much as we would have liked. So yeah. we, it's great to be back. And it's going to be just bigger and better than ever with some really exciting plans for 2022. So We are back. We've had a lovely extended break. Yes. Both having young teen children. Yeah. We do like to spend the summer holidays with our our kids and with our families while they still want to. (laughs) (laughs) While we've still got them. (laughs) Because it's going to change at any point and they'll have more important things to do than hang out with us. So true. We do like to take the best part of January off, but now we're back. We're back. Getting it all done. So there you go. Yay. And I think today's episode is going to be a great start to what we know is going to be another fantastic season of our podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's get right into it. In today's episode, Jodie and I will be discussing how to confidently set goals that you can stick to, which we think is a really important topic, especially for this time of the year where we're all kind of in the process of setting goals and, you know, getting into the swing of the year. So today we'll be talking about how to set a powerful goal and also why it's so important that you get into action if you want to create a habit of achievement. And you know what? Goal setting really is a big part of the beginning of any year or at any part of the year, to be honest, um, because it gives us a plan. It helps us stay on track with what we want to do and what we'd like to achieve. Now, we all know that the best way to stay on track with a project is to have a goal to work towards. And look, by project, I mean absolutely anything that you want to achieve in your life. Your goals might be work-related or they could be personal. Um, You know, you might want to make 2022 the year that you finally go for that promotion or you change your jobs or maybe this is the year that you pick up a new hobby or reignite an old hobby or an old passion. Or it could just be that you want to just start working on something that you've been putting off for a long time. Whatever it is, the key is to confidently set a goal that works for you. And then you need to create a plan of action. But before we move on, let's do a really quick recap of what a goal should actually look like if you want it to motivate or excite you. Now, most of you have probably worked on goals before, but let's just do a quick run through of the three key elements of a powerful goal so we're clear on what we're trying to create. Jodie, do you want to get us started? Okay, I sure do. So element number one is to create a goal that's a bit of a stretch, but not so unrealistic that it feels unattainable. And this is something that people trip up on all the time. So what I mean by this is that it needs to be something that challenges you and pushes you to want to achieve it, 
But it can't be so removed from your current reality that you feel like it's completely unachievable. So, for example, if you might have a professional goal where you want to be able to comfortably and confidently present to your colleagues. Now, as a goal, this is great, but you need to make it reasonable enough so that you don't expect to go from never presenting (laughs) to presenting in front of 100 people overnight. The key here is to set smaller sub-goals that will help you move towards your larger goals using those small steps. Yep, great. Okay, so element number two is to create measurable checkpoints so you'll know when you get there. Having a goal that's seemingly endless or constantly moving the goalposts on yourself will obviously make your goal pretty much impossible to achieve. So the key here is to set some benchmarks so that you know when you've achieved them every time you reach them. Okay, so what do we mean by measurable? Measurable means that you'll be able to identify exactly what it will feel and look like when you get there, right? So in order to create measurable checkpoints, you need to break your goal down into smaller goals, like Jody was just saying, that you'll be able to confirm and describe when you achieve them. All right, so how about an example of what this might look like, say, in a professional context, right? So like most people in the world, say you feel challenged by the idea of having to run presentations in the workplace, but you know that this skill is crucial to the progression of your career or for growing your business. Now you could set yourself a goal that sounds like this. I want to be able to present to a room full of people. It sounds simple and pretty effective, right? But the truth is, if you're not confident presenting at all, then a room full of people is about as far away as the moon. Let's be honest. (laughs) But uh, what if some people would prefer to be on on the moon moon. than presenting to a room full of people? Uh, Don't they say that people (laughs) are more afraid of public speaking than death? Like it happens, right? (laughs) But what if you decided to break this goal down into smaller, more measurable checkpoints? Okay, so your first checkpoint could be I'm going to strike up a conversation with at least one stranger this week. You know, it could be your dry cleaner, it could be someone at the bus stop, it could be the person who makes your coffee in the morning. It doesn't matter who, it just matters that you're setting a smaller, more achievable goal and that you'll definitely know once you've done it, right? Then your next goal could be, I will present one new idea to a friend this week. Again, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter who. All that matters is that you are moving forward towards your end goal and again, that you'll know when you've done it. Now, your next measurable checkpoint could be, I'm going to present this week's report to my team in our weekly meeting. So can you see how your actions are Mm. getting closer and closer to what you really want to achieve, but you're doing it in a way where you're taking smaller steps towards that end goal and you know every time you reach a checkpoint. So these smaller wins will give you the boost and the motivation you need to keep going and they will increase your chances of achieving your goal by so much more than if you just had one large goal to work towards. So this is what we mean Mm. by measurable checkpoints. Yeah, it's so great. And this is, this element is so crucial to achieving your goals because it actually makes your larger goal seem much less scary and much more realistic. Okay. So lastly, element number three is to make your goal about something that excites you, something you really want so that you're motivated to keep going until it's achieved. And look, this is probably the most important element of all because if you lose motivation at any time while you're working towards your goal, 
and you will. <laughs> yeah, you will. Then regardless of whether you're challenged by the goal or whether you the goal is measurable, it will get increasingly harder to achieve it because there's no excitement there to just drive you forward. And this element has a lot to do with the words that you use to create and structure your goal. And with clients, oh, when we're setting goals, the actual wording of the goal is so important. And it's something we spend quite a bit of time perfecting because that is so key in the future of that goal being achieved. And we talk about that all the time, don't we? Absolutely. Like about the fact that your words will create your reality. When you say something out loud, yeah. then that's what you'll kind of follow and that's what your brain hears and it just becomes yeah. embedded. The word, the actual words, the, the little tiny words, the they little matter. bits of, just how it they matter. They yeah. absolutely matter. And often we don't hear the words that we speak. I know that sounds really funny. I know what you mean. But it's sometimes like we words. say a lot of words and in our head we're sort of saying something else. And especially in coaching, it's not until I repeat those words back yeah. to someone and go, this is what you said. And they're like, oh, I, I didn't realise I actually used that word. Or yeah, And that's where it's key to really be conscious of the actual words that are yeah. that you're using. Yeah. So when thinking of your goal, the key is to use words that generate some sort of positive emotion for you that can that you can draw on whenever you're feeling maybe deflated or a bit defeated. Yeah. Okay, so let me give you an example of this, but this time in a personal context. So Say you want to set a health goal or a weight loss goal and it's a goal that you've been challenged by for a long time. Now, you could try something simple like, I want to lose five kilos by Christmas. Right, so that sounds pretty realistic and achievable, right? (laughs) And it might be a great place to start. But there's not really anything about the wording of this goal that generates emotion or inspiration or even determination. But what if you had an amazing outfit that you wanted to wear, something that you love and that you just know you'd feel great in? Then more powerful and effective wording for this goal might be feeling amazing in my favorite Christmas dress. So by wording the, the goal in this way, you've created an emotional attachment to it by linking your achievement of the goal to a really positive and happy feeling. You're also making it measurable by setting yourself a deadline and it's still a bit of a stretch because you know, like we all do, that you're going to have to work hard to get there. But it can be done if you commit to it with a specific result in mind. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, most of the goals I've ever successfully achieved in my life have always had a really clear timeline Yeah, and they have always made me want something so bad that I just couldn't stop working towards it until I got there. Yes. And, you know, anytime I kind of set fluffy goals, yeah. they just vanish, yeah, like yeah. most New Year's resolutions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember us doing exactly this when we were working on publishing your book and yeah. also when we created the Ultimate Confidence Course for Women. You know, both times we gave ourselves a really clear timeline and we gave ourselves a deadline. But most importantly, we set smaller goals on our way to the larger goal because, you know, creating an online course or publishing a book if that's your end goal, it's just massive. Mm. But by creating these smaller goals and being able to measure them and kind of attaching, you know, excitement to them, it changed everything. And we kept talking about what the end result would look like and we were so excited about it. 
And that means that really there was never any other option but to keep moving forward. Yeah. We were so committed to what we knew was going to be an amazing feeling and it worked. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing you open up your first ever copy of the book. So do I. The tears (laughs) in your eyes. It just proved that we'd set a goal that was motivating and exciting. I mean, you don't get that kind of emotion if the goal hasn't motivated you, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was definitely a stretch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were it was. so many hurdles along the way. But we did set ourselves checkpoints and we knew what our end goal was and we just kept going until we got there. Yeah, I mean, oh, my God, I remember that day very, very vividly mm-hmm. because it was so emotional and it was such a big achievement and it was totally worth it. Every minute we put into creating that goal, breaking it down into smaller goals, creating measurable checkpoints so that we knew we were constantly achieving. All of it came together and paid off the second I held that book in my hand. You know, publishing a book or even, you know, the course was another huge, huge undertaking. When you look at it just like that, you almost set up to fail before you start because it's so overwhelming and it's like, oh my God, where do we start? Where do you start with this? What's... You know, I think a lot of business goals and professional goals oh, are like that, aren't they? We absolutely. set these big goals of what we want to achieve, but it just seems so far away yeah. that we, we do. We feel like we've failed before we've even yeah, started. Absolutely. And I think a lot of personal goals are like that too. Like you want to save money, for example, and you go, I need $10,000. And it's a big end goal. Yeah. But if you break it down, it's always more achievable. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving on. Now that we know what the three key elements of a powerful goal look like, let's talk about the two main techniques that you need to know to be able to move through all those steps to get you from start to finish. So firstly, you need to create a habit of achievement by focusing on small steps. Okay, so an example of this might be if you decide to set yourself, let's say, a new fitness goal. You might decide that you want to be able to comfortably run, let's say, five kilometers without stopping. Now, this might seem completely unachievable if you haven't run since you were 12 years old. Yeah, like me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But if you break it down into smaller steps and focus on creating a new habit of running, it will be much easier to work your way towards achieving your larger goal of running five kilometers straight. Now, from what I know about creating habits, it's vital that you get the wins on the board as early and as often as possible because this is what creates a sense of achievement, which is the final step in closing a habit loop. Once you've successfully created and closed a habit loop, Your brain is more inclined to follow this neural pathway and it will be easier for you to close that loop again and again. The more small steps you take, then the more small goals you achieve, which means the more you will reinforce this new habit that you have created. And it will become easier for you to move from one small achievable goal to another small achievable goal, which will eventually get you to your end goal. But the initial habit creation part is so very important because it lays the groundwork for your future achievement. This is the hardest part, but also the most important. If you set a small goal and you achieve it, then your brain knows what that win feels like. If you then set another small goal and achieve that too, 
then you are reinforcing that feeling of achievement and your brain will want to go there again and again. This is how you create a positive habit of achievement that will see you through until you achieve your overall goal. If you don't get the small wins early on and you don't get the dopamine hit that comes with them, then you are less likely to keep going because it will all just seem far too hard. The key is to keep it small and simple from the beginning and to stay consistent to ensure a series of wins. This is what will keep you motivated. Yeah, absolutely. But remember, right, this works in the reverse too. Oh, it does. (laughs) So if you keep... I mean, it, it, the key is, like you said, to set small goals that you can keep achieving. Yeah. But if you keep setting large goals that feel unachievable, yeah. you know, if you keep telling yourself that you've failed or that you haven't done enough, you keep setting a goal, you keep not achieving it, yeah. then this will become the reason why you won't achieve your larger goal. Absolutely. You know, you'll, you'll just give up if you keep feeling like you failed. Yeah. You will self-sabotage and you will set yourself up for failure if you continue to set large goals that just feel completely out of reach. And that's what so many people do. Yeah. And they think that it's them. They think that it's their motivation. They think that they're hopeless. They think that, oh, they can't achieve. No, them. it's the goal's fault. It's the well, – <laughs> It's the taking on too much too early and it's like just setting yourself up for the fail. So really when you can learn to get that small part, breaking it down firstly and really stay consistent and get the dopamine hit, like get the win, oh my God, then anything's achievable. Anything is achievable. So remember that the key is to close the habit loop with a positive emotion and a sense of achievement. And this can only be done by setting small goals from the beginning. If you miss this crucial step of creating a habit of achievement by gathering small wins, then listen, as I said, you're just setting yourself up for the fail. It's almost impossible to to achieve anything because your brain is not going to continue wanting to achieve something well, that makes you feel bad. Wanting to, yeah, to fail, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah. So, you know, start with running for 500 metres for the first week and constantly strive towards that and only that. Just focus on that 500 metres, getting yourself to that. You know, and if if that's too much of a stretch because you haven't run since you were 12 years old, (laughs) go for – run for one minute. Start the smallest – it must be the smallest achievable chunk of that goal that you know you can absolutely do. Because once you've accomplished that first small step and you've created that first habit of achievement, then you can literally tick it off and give yourself a big pat on the back or a personal high five to celebrate that achievement. And then move on to the next small goal of running one kilometer or one and a half kilometers or running for three minutes or Whatever it takes, wherever you start, add on the next small goal and then achieve that. And then that is what you'll work on until you achieve the next bit and the next bit and so on and so on. It's being able to create a habit of achievement and reinforcing your small wins. 
that is the is the way to keep yourself motivated and on track and it gives you the best chance of succeeding with your overall goal yeah absolutely i love this and look we're all creatures of habit right we in are. one way or another yeah that's what our brains are designed to do they're designed to create these habits so that we can function normally and what better way to consistently give yourself the best chance of success than to create these habits of achievement over and over again yeah Okay, so the second technique is something that we talk about all the time. If you've listened to any of our podcast episodes, you'll know it's come up at some point or another because it's just key to anything you want to do in your life and that is to get into action. It's crucial for goal setting and goal achieving. It's crucial for building your confidence just overall and it's actually the most important thing you need to remember, I think, if you want to live your best life possible. Action really is the only thing that makes everything happen. I mean, it's that simple. It's not always easy. In fact, sometimes it's actually really hard, Um, but it is that simple. Action is the only thing that makes everything happen. Absolutely. You know, unfortunately, setting a goal and then just sitting around watching Netflix and waiting for it to be accomplished, (laughs) it's never going to happen. Oh, really? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. hate to break it to you. You know, you're not going to run your half marathon by sitting on the couch drinking wine and thinking about Mm. it. You can't just say the words or write them down or think about them over and over again until you drive yourself crazy. You need to take action and you just need to do whatever it takes, even when things might get in your way. And believe me, things will always get in your way. Well, we've all been there. Yeah. But the reality is that these things, these obstacles, they're all just excuses. So just to take it back to the book example, Jody, I remember finding your manuscript on the bookshelf and asking you why you'd never published it, (laughs) right? So in the first five minutes after this question, you came up with half a dozen reasons on the spot, right? Of course. It was never properly edited. You weren't sure if people would want to read it. Who's going to want to read this? You didn't know where to start with getting it published. They were like, you were just spitting them out, right? Yeah. Um, But the truth is they were really all excuses because the book was so ready and it was amazing. We just needed to set a really powerful goal to get it published And then we just needed to take action and do whatever we had to do to make it happen. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It was. And you know what? It is those types of excuses really are not unique to me. No. And they're not unique even just to that particular example because excuses. We do it all the time. They do it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. They exist for all of us and they always try to get in your way when you're trying to achieve a goal, whether it's a personal goal or a professional goal, a goal with your business, anything at all. So – It's entirely up to you to decide how you're going to manage them and whether you'll let them stop you. And it's sort of almost like assume they're going to be there at some point and have a strategy to deal with them because they're coming your way. Yep. And as we've already discussed, if you've set a goal that's a bit of a stretch but not unrealistic, that has measurable checkpoints so you know that when you've achieved them and that motivates and excites you by generating positive and happy emotions whenever you think about it, then you are less likely to be stopped by your excuses because the power behind your goal will be stronger than the power of your excuses. And so be prepared. They are coming your way. They'll always be there. But in order to beat them, you need to create a goal that is stronger and more inspiring or motivating than any of the excuses that are going to come up. And the great thing is that just by knowing this and being prepared for it is actually one of the best ways to combat it because you'll be totally aware – 
there's a whole range of excuses coming your way. <laughs> and you'll recognize an excuse coming at you from a mile away and you'll be ready to beat it with your powerful goal. Yeah, yeah. I have to say I love that. I love what you just said, that the power of your goal should be stronger than the power of your excuses. I yeah. think that's everything. Yeah. But you know what? The truth is some days even if your goal is strong and inspiring and you're meeting all your checkpoints and you're achieving all of your mini goals and everything seems like it's on track, sometimes you just won't feel like working on them, right? And that's okay. Yeah. Like confidence, our motivation fluctuates all the time. So some days you will be less motivated than others. Yeah. And some days you'll be less productive and less effective than others. And that's all okay too. Unfortunately, you'll always hear that nagging little voice in the back of your head trying to convince you not to keep going, you know, because it's all too hard or it feels unachievable or you're not seeing instant results. Yeah. But trust us when we say don't listen to it. It doesn't know what it's talking about. It's just trying to sabotage you. Just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the key reasons why following the process and trying to get our goals automated as habits yeah. takes away the on those days when we're feeling less productive, we're feeling less motivated, whatever, the automation still happens. Yeah. Like you just start, you just get to the gym, you just go for that run, you just get your emails filed, you just do you do a few of those things because that's what you do and that's the process and you don't need to necessarily rely on always feeling like doing it because yeah. you won't. Yeah, yeah. it's like you've <laughs> activated like a, an anti-excuses force field. Yes, absolutely. You can see them coming but your brain knows what it needs to do to get past them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's why that habit that habit foundation is so, so very important for anything that you want to make a significant uh, permanent change for yeah. in your life. So, yes, every step, no matter how small, brings you one step closer to your end goal. So just don't give up. Keep at it day by day because it will always be that one step closer to where you want to end up and one step further away from where you started. So knowing what you know now about the key elements of setting a powerful goal and the techniques to achieve them, we'd love to know what goals you'll be setting for 2022. It's time to make positive changes. So do something different from what you've done before and to set goals that you know you really want to achieve. And honestly, there's nothing in your way. Have a really good think about something that you've been maybe putting off for a long time And then take a moment to create a really powerful goal around it. And it will not only help you live the life that you want, but it will also increase your confidence while you're doing it. Yeah. And and look, if you need help with it, don't be afraid to ask, right? Sometimes getting someone else's perspective on how to articulate a goal can be really helpful. Yeah. I mean, Jodie does it all the time with all of our coaching clients. And it's seriously the best way to take all of those, you know, crazy and chaotic thoughts in your head and refine them down into a powerful and confidence-boosting goal that will work for you. Absolutely. And that's really what coaching is all about. It's about helping you get out of your own way and giving you an external perspective. Plus, the power of coaching means that you'll get all the additional benefits that also help you with setting and achieving goals. Things like there's accountability, there's learning the skill of creating positive habits and getting support and guidance to achieve faster results. 
And it's all these things will create a stronger sense of self-belief and confidence. So if you need any help with any of those areas, feel free to head over to our website and you can book in for a 30-minute free discovery session where we can talk about the goals that you want to set for 2022 and how you're going to set yourself up for your best year yet. Great. Well, I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we love bringing you the Secrets of Confident Women podcast and we love it when you share, comment or subscribe to help us get our message out to women all over the world, which is that with confidence, anything is possible. Bye for now.